0: It's episode 41 of the Good Stuff Kids Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found my show. I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, we have good stuff indeed. I talked to Carolyn Stromberg-Leisure, who's my old friend, but she's also got an amazing cheese shop called Righteous Cheese that you can find in Washington, D.C. And since it's Thanksgiving time, what better thing to talk about than some tasty, tasty food? There's a little bit of echo on my end, but you'll hear everything that Carolyn has to say loud and clear. It's Thanksgiving time. It's also the first day of my sabbatical. I'm so grateful and thankful to have the opportunity to take some time to focus on projects that I'm really excited about, one of which, of course, is this podcast, and there will be some other things that come up in the next few weeks, and be sure you will know about all of them as they come. For anything and everything that you could possibly need to know about the Good Stuff Kids podcast, just go to www.goodstuffpod.com. Just go to it. Go to it. Check it out. Click on some stuff. It's clickable. Highly, highly, highly clickable. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you at the end of the show. It's 4 plus 1 on episode 41. But I'm going to do things a little bit differently. After all, there are no rules. It's my show. And every song on this week's 4 plus 1 countdown is a plus 1. Yeah, what a Thanksgiving delight. So excited, so excited. You must be excited too. Coming in at number four is the song Fuego by the band Fish. I listened to this with my daughters on the way to school this very morning and they did not like it. Coming in at number three is Let It Ride by Todd Terry and on this one I want to give a big shout out to my college best buddy John Moxon who got married just a couple weeks ago. We used to listen to this in his car all the time when we were in college. John, thinking about you a lot. Hope everything was amazing and just what you wanted. Coming in at number two is Big Country by Bela Fleck and the Flecktones. You put this one on and all your worries melt away, which is a very cheesy way of saying that this is a very, very nice song. And at number one is Hold Your Head Up by Mother Love Bone. I think this is a cover, actually. Mother Love Bone was one of mine and Dr. Eric's favorite bands when we were in, oh, I would say, ninth grade. And uh, this song is amazing. Hold Your Head Up, folks. Hold Your Head Up. Yeah. What would be our plus one, but is actually 1A this week, is Gospel by the March 4th Marching Band. You may have heard this song in Monsters University. I heard it immediately, had to figure out what it was. I love the groove, I love the horns, and I think the message of Rise Up is particularly important at this time. Hope you enjoy. If you liked anything and everything that you heard on today's four plus one countdown you can find all of this music on amazon spotify or apple music support these artists Carolyn Stromberg, who I've known for many, many years, and who I grew up with. and uh, But she's got, she's got some interesting things to teach us about today. Carolyn, how are you?
1: I'm fantastic. Thanks for having me on your podcast. I'm pumped.
0: Uh, no problem. It's, uh, it is my pleasure. So Carolyn, what, what makes you different than a lot of uh, guests that I've had on the show is I've had some musicians, and I've talked to some authors, and, and like even a movie director. But what you do... Is uh, one of the most unique jobs I think I that I know of a, a friend of mine who has you are what, what would you say that your job is?
1: Well, technically, I'm a fromager.
0: A fromager, and okay. A
1: fromager, which means that I take care of cheese, but really, I own a cheese shop, an artisan cheese shop. It's called Righteous Cheese.
0: Righteous right. Cheese, and you take righteous care people. of cheese.
1: Uh, yeah, I do a lot of other stuff in my job because I own a business, and as a business owner, you do a lot of other boring stuff too, but the fun part of my job is that I get to pick what cheeses we sell, and I get to talk to customers about cheese, and I get to taste cheese and go to farms, and that's the fun part. But a fromager is someone who takes care of cheese, and a cheesemonger is someone who sells cheese.
0: So you're both things, actually.
1: Yeah. yeah. I am, yeah.
0: So I need a little bit of backstory here um Mm -hmm. how did you when did you get the uh the passion for cheese like Like, when when was was it it that you were like this is it it. I love cheese and I'm gonna gonna make make this this my my life life and my job
1: well the really funny beginning of a story is that my first word was cheese yeah which my mom like insists is true but I don't remember that of course when I was um in high school I started working in restaurants and then um I kept doing that all throughout college and I was in a city that had pretty good restaurants and I just really developed a passion for food. And I learned about food from really good chefs and I worked in a restaurant that had really good cheese and I started tasting all these different cheeses and I'd be hungry during my shift. So I'd sneak tastes of all these different cheeses and we'd get a box of cheese shipped to us from New York and it'd have notes about the cheeses in them. So I I would tear open the box and read all the different notes about the cheeses. And I ended up serving a cheese plate to a woman who is one of the pioneers in American artisan cheese, she's one of the founders of Cowgirl Creamery, which you know on the West Coast. Um, and Sue Conley, so she was one of the owners. She was super nice, and I made her a cheese plate when she ate at the restaurant where I was working. And she, uh, we got to talking. It turned out she was opening a cheese shop in DC, where she had spent some years of her life. And I said, you know, I want to work for you in your cheese shop when you open. So we kept in touch for a few years, and I went to work at the counter just for fun, part time. And I ended up developing this big passion and kind of uh, fell into it and just developed different ways to stay involved. So I create jobs for myself in D.C. And then um, it led to me opening my own shop um, in this really cool market that opened up um, that I wanted to be a part of in, in the area. Yeah, it's cool. That's
0: uh, uh- it's very cool that you you found something that you loved and you went after it and you made it happen for yourself. You're an entrepreneur. Good for you. Yes, and
1: entrepreneur.
0: Yeah, and um so, so <laughs> Carolyn and I Carolyn and I are, are talking via video chat right now and over her head I see a picture of a block of cheese. And I, I'm not a cheese identifier. Oh, there's two. There's, there's two, two pictures, pictures of cheese. Of cheese. Unbelievable. Um, okay. Yeah. So there's here. this
1: guy in Philly who does these portraits of cheese named Mike Gino.
0: Mike Gino. G E N O. And he okay. does these
1: awesome portraits of cheese that I, I went and got some of these. They're cool. <laughs> yeah.
0: I have. Yeah. I don't out, know
1: him. He's not a buddy, but. He's, he's, he's not he's a, buddy, a
0: buddy, but, but shout out to Mike, to Mike Gino, Gino, the cheese yeah. painter, cheese. Yeah, he's a yeah. painter.
1: Okay, sweet.
0: Um, so I have some cheese-related questions since I've never really had the chance to Let's ask do it. an expert. Um, what is this? So, cheese sometimes, not always, but sometimes gets a little bit of a bad rap for a, for a smell factor. So, yeah. what is the stinkiest cheese in the world?
1: So, there's a couple different things that make cheese stinky, but the one that is the most well known is actually a process of washing cheese. And you wash it in wine or beer or sometimes just brine, and it attracts the bacteria and is actually desired. But the stinkiest cheese in the world is usually what people think of as a cheese called Stinking Bishop. And it is a British cheese, and it is so intense. But I remember when I worked at Cowgirl Creamery, there was a cheese called Morbier, which you find quite a bit. It's uh, French cheese. And it was so intense. It was one of these washed rind cheeses. It was so intense. When we opened it, we called it the Flaming Diaper. <laughs> it was so strong. And well, this is my first cheese job. I was like, "Oh, this is intense. I can't handle it. It's too so, much."
0: But then so follow-up question on the stinkiness. Do you then like try it? Is it possible to even eat it if it's called the flaming diaper? Like
1: Okay, so this was like our nickname for the cheese. Right, right, no one right. else in the world called it that. Okay, okay. But I think so the thing that is really interesting with the stinkiest cheese is is that the aroma is way stronger than the taste. Oh. Because it's all on the rind. So the mm-hmm. actual inside of the cheese does not taste as strong as the outside smells. Huh. So that's something that like it's always worth a shot to try. Um, and it will never taste as strong as it smells. So you- but it's all it's all you know personal preference. Like there are some cheeses that some people really love and you know it's like the washed rind cheeses are not my jam but neither is Bjork, and some people love Bjork, (laughs) and that's totally fine. It's not one I listen to when I go home, but she's talented.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: So that's how I feel about washer and cheeses.
0: Okay, fair enough. Um, Do you have a stinky cheese in your shop?
1: Yeah, we have about like – I would say 10. Not quite as intense as Stinking Bishop. Yeah. But we have about 10 that are in that family because some people really, really love them. So. I mean, some people go nuts for them.
0: They go nuts. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, so who buys that? But it sounds like there's people that do. So that's not as, as uh, interesting a question as this. So, what do you do at the shop to make sure that, like, these super powered cheeses don't drive customers <laughs> away?
1: <laughs> well, we, ra- we keep all of our cheeses wrapped up. Except when we're ta- we taste everything out. So, like, if you want to come to the county you want to taste something, we'll open it up and you can try it. And then we wrap it up again and put it away. But I think that, like, I think that we're pretty immune to the smell of cheese. Like, where we don't smell it, but customers walk up and they're like, whoa, it smells like cheese. But when you have, like, 90 cheeses, they all kind of, like,
0: It all blends um, together. The smell
1: come together where, 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 like, you can't tell the difference between one to the next. But they're wrapped up pretty well where you can't smell them. I think.
0: Huh. <laughs> so if, if anyone's by the righteous the righteous cheese shop like let, let Carolyn know it, if it's a little stinky
1: <laughs> or not would yeah. be nice and well, say it's like, not the the nice thing about going to a cheese shop where there's people who are che- where they're cheesemongers behind the counter is that they're like your tour guide for the cheese counter so you go up and you tell them like what you like or you don't even have to be able to tell them what you like you can just talk to them about like you know, what you're serving cheese for and they help you find what you're looking for. So no one's going to give you a stinky cheese if you don't want a stinky cheese. Like we're really good at like helping people find what they're looking for. So we'll like ask a few questions and we'll figure out like if you're in the mood for a stinky cheese or not. And we're we're pretty good at that. Like we've never had someone be like, whoa.
0: How dare you horrible. give me this stinky cheese? Get that out of my face. Oh, wow. Yeah, we haven't
1: had that happen. Wow.
0: So, so what's, what's <laughs> at the Righteous <laughs> Cheese Shop, what's what the, the, the best selling cheese? cheese?
1: I would say there are two cheeses that are the most popular um, across the board. So one is an aged Gouda, or a as they say in Holland. And that's like the super firm cheeses that have those little teeny crunchy bits in them. And they tend to be um, a little bit sweeter. They're almost like cheese candy. They're really firm and really crunchy. And those crunchy bits are actually crystallized protein that just gives it a little bit of texture and really sweet. Um, And then the other ones that are really popular are what's called a triple cream. And that's the cheese that's so creamy. It's almost – it's the closest you can get to butter and silby cheese. It's like silky and buttery and salty and like spreadable. Um, and that's like – some people think of it like a brie. It's a little bit different, but that's really popular too.
0: Well, brie, yeah. brie is – a lot of people find this little tidbit about me interesting is that like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for brie. Like I can't get enough brie. Like nice. if there's brie out, I, 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 I go – I lose my mind a little bit. And brie is, brie is French, right? Yeah. 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 Fancy French cheese. So, I know that brie comes from France, and I know that American cheese comes from America. We probably. Yeah. I bet you have some thoughts about American cheese, but we won't go into it. Uh, (laughs) But uh, I'm curious about, in your opinion, what part of the world is making the tastiest cheeses?
1: So I think that. For the most part, the cheeses that we see here... So, the cheeses that we work with at Righteous Cheese are all, like, the handmade cheeses from small farms, and most, and they're all aged. And most of the cheeses that we work with are coming from Europe and the U.S. But even within that, like, we see cheeses from unexpected areas. So, we have cheeses from, like, Georgia, like the state, not the country, uh, or, like, Missouri... Which you don't expect to find really delicious cheeses from, or from Croatia, which is really cool. So I think that you can find really delicious cheeses from surprising places. You know, we we expect to find these delicious cheeses from France and Italy and Vermont and California. And, like, you do have awesome cheeses from those places. But you can get delicious cheeses from some really unexpected places if you're willing to, you know, go out of your comfort zone a little bit. Okay. Uh, So so don't be afraid to try different cheeses. Local cheese is a good thing. Okay. Yeah, it's awesome. Anything from like anything like made with love and care from someone who's you know working directly with the animals is probably gonna be better than anything that's mass produced. That I'm gonna go out there and make a blanket statement. I
0: think that uh, I think that that is those are righteous Righteous words from righteous (laughs) cheese. It's not hard to make the case that cheese is good stuff, right? Like everyone, yeah, everyone's pretty much gonna agree with that, but to the parents out there. What is in your mind the most kid friendly cheese?
1: So, there's two different ways to think about this. One is what do they like to eat and one is what is good for them to eat. So the first thing is in terms of what's healthy for kids to eat with cheese. The less processed cheese you can find, the more like artisanal, you know, foods you can get in terms of like made from whole milk with le- least amount of additives that is healthy for your kids. Cheese is actually a near-complete food um, other than not having vitamin C. It has almost everything you need. It has protein. It's, like, low in cholesterol. It has um, vitamin D. It has got, like, almost everything you need. It's really healthy. So that's one thing. Secondly, in terms of what kids like to eat, they like sweet stuff, to be honest. <laughs> so we have a cheese called Brabender Goat Gouda. But there's a cheese in California called Midnight Moon that I'm sure you see in your grocery stores out there. They're, if you can get a goat Gouda, my niece and nephew go nuts for this cheese. There are, like, a lot of cheeses they won't even, like, look at because they're like, man, I want that. But they love brabender or goat Gouda. So shout-out to Kate and Eli. I know you guys love brabander or goat Gouda, and I'll bring you some next time I see you. They love all the Goudas. So that's a good one to go with. I would just stay away from the stinkier stuff. Um, anything that's, like, a little bit sweet, try that. But it's actually, like... I know, like, we had, you know, American cheese. We said we don't talk about... So that's a little bit more processed. I'd stay away from that. Go with anything that's, like, the whole unprocessed food. And they'll, hopefully they'll like it and it's better for them. Nice. So, so you, you said, said that
0: cheese, cheese is almost the complete food. food. Um, yeah. So what so you're... So I hear that is, okay, Mike, you should probably go eat a whole lot more cheese. So thank you for giving <laughs> me the, uh, the motivation to eat more cheese than I already do. Um,
1: well, there's one other thing about that, too, and that is a misconception about cheese is that if you get an aged cheese it actually has very little lactose in it so that's something that you guys don't have to be afraid of is that when you make cheese not with american cheese again or not with your processed cheese in the grocery store but with an aged cheese most of the lactose is gone so you can go to town you can eat a lot of cheese especially if you're having problems with cheese eat goat or sheep's milk and you'll be fine but um yeah eat a lot of cheese it's not that bad for you
0: It's good for you. Done. Done. I eat tons of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So um, I feel like you're in a unique position where you, since you have such a vast knowledge of cheese, you can help me. If I give you a food item, you can pair that with a cheese. Yeah. So this is sort of like a, a challenge, but also... Is it really possible to pair cheese with some semi-weird things? Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm ready. Okay. I can do it. What cheese would you pair with root beer?
1: So, root beer has some, like, licorice things going on with it. So I would do some kind of, like, goat cheese. Some, like, fresh goat cheese would be really good. Either that, like, goat gouda that we were talking about, I think would be really delicious with it. Um, any kind of, like, yeah. Soft goat cheese or goat gouda would be really tasty. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. What, about, what about orange juice? So citrus is really tough when it comes to cheese. And that's like the one thing that is really difficult to pure with cheese. But if I had to pick something with orange juice, I would maybe do... That's actually a really difficult one. Um, you could probably do that triple cream that I was talking about. Anything like really buttery. Super, super buttery would be good. Yeah.
0: Okay. So hold on. Super yeah. buttery. The super butterier, yeah. the better. Oh. Well, like
1: a, like a triple cream, like like a brie but not. Yeah, like triple oh. cream. Yeah, that'd be oh good. Oh my
0: gosh, this That's is. The way to I'm go. getting so hungry. Okay. Um. What about chicken wings? Since we're both <laughs> this from one's Buffalo, super easy. This is this super, super easy. Okay. Blue yeah. cheese. Oh, perfect. Blue it was cheese, right there, right in front of me the whole time. We
1: actually, because we're both from Buffalo, I think you will appreciate this. As soon as I opened the shop, we started making and selling a spicy blue cheese dip.
0: Oh, I do appreciate that a It's lot. delicious. Okay. And we
1: use Frank's. Oh, Frank's yeah, hot sauce. Yeah. A couple other hot sauces. This it's seems delicious. authentic.
0: This seems authentic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Now, this one, I don't know about many people who would like to pair these two things, except for maybe, well, me, but what would be the best cheese to pair with a um, birthday cake?
1: With birthday cake. I think that this is this is cheating, but you can make some frosting with mascarpone, and that would be really delicious. Oh,
0: <laughs> wow! The nice
1: Italian, like creamy mascarpone, would be really
0: tasty. <laughs> I don't, I don't think that's cheating. I think that's being very creative. I'm very excited about that. Um, okay, so. Thank you for helping me with that. I'm gonna go have some orange juice with triple cream cheese. Ugh, I don't know. That's if like I the grossest one of all yeah, the that ones there. But that's all um, right. So, what is the what's the most expensive cheese in the world?
1: So, interestingly, sheep's milk cheeses are all more expensive than all than the other milks. Um, but if you have to pick one, I would say the most commonly found cheese that's more expensive is roquefort. Roquefort is like, it has to come from this one specific area from these particular sheep and it's from a small little area. So I don't know if it's the most expensive cheese in the world, but it's definitely up there.
0: What's your favorite cheese?
1: So that changes all the time, depending on my mood. I mean, I have access to, you know, 90 different delicious cheeses and we get new stuff in all the time. So it always changes. But there is always something in my fridge that the one particular cheese in my fridge that I eat all the time. And that is uh, something that we make at my shop as well. It, and you can make it at home. Uh, it's just a marinated chev. So we take fresh goat cheese, mix it in a really good olive oil, some little red pepper flake, and some fresh herbs and sea salt, and just kind of like mix that up and eat that on a little bit of good bread or cracker, even with some fruit. And that's the. it's simple. It's not super rich and intense, but you can take it on a little picnic. You can eat it like before dinner. That's something that I just eat all the time, non-stop, oh, always. Not, not I mean, like, <laughs> right. weekly. Every week. Okay. Yeah. I th- but, I like, wouldn't... other cheeses I have to be in the mood for. You know? Um, That's a cheese that I can just... Whenever I have something, I'll eat that one.
0: Great. Cool. Marinated
1: Chef. We have Marinated. the recipe for that on my website, too, actually, if anyone wants to make it. It's on our blog. Yeah. So, the, if you go to righteouscheese.com, we have a blog there, and you can find the recipe for marinade Chef. Okay. And the spicy blue cheese dip, actually. Okay. The recipe's there. Hey.
0: Wow, yeah. okay so you have a website righteous com. there's mm-hmm. recipes do you have the facebook and instagram and all that yep. thing yeah How can we all find that you stuff
1: there? um it's at righteous cheese for righteous for twitter cheese. facebook instagram all that and, stuff
0: wow okay yeah. uh carolyn this is awesome thank you for teaching me more than i ever knew about cheese it is <laughs> uh it is the best to talk to you thank you so
1: much thanks for having me
0: And that's going to do it for episode 41. Happy Thanksgiving to everyone. I hope you get your fill of stuffing and gravy and turkey and pumpkin pie and all of the things that make Thanksgiving such a special time. Enjoy the time with your families. Be thankful. A little gratitude is a very good thing. I'm grateful to all of you Good Stuff Kids podcast listeners, and I'm very thankful to have found this show as an outlet for my creativity, and I hope that you're enjoying it as well. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you very, 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 very soon. stuff.